Welcome to another episode of the Drama New South Wales podcast. My name is Sonia and I am your host. On today's podcast, we have Dr. John Montgomery from Nessa. He's an important person in making decisions and advising on what the arts curriculum needs at this time. John is here today to speak to us about what the recent Nessa advice has been in regards to the arts and in particular drama. It's been an incredibly confusing time for drama teachers as we try and navigate what online learning or remote learning looks like for us and our classes. We hope that today's interview with John gives you a little bit more clarity over some of the questions and concerns you might have in regards to this advice. The aim of today's podcast was to try and clarify some of the areas of confusion and to have a discussion about what the rest of this year might look like. It's important to note that this is a podcast that aims to give us a positive approach on what the future might look like. In these troubling times, we're trying to aim for equity for as many students as possible. And it comes down to the decisions of the principals and the educators themselves in knowing their students and what will work best for them. Just a note on sound quality today. We're all working from home and it's difficult sometimes to do recording that does not have additional sound. Therefore, you will hear some conversations in the background, the washing up of dishes and sometimes a dog. And these are just the very things that go on in life as we try and work from home, conduct interviews, and talk about the future of drama education. Now, we hope that this podcast is beneficial in teaching you, helping you, instructing you, and giving you some ideas about what Term 2 in particular might look like in 2020. Thank you. All right, on today's podcast, we have Dr. John Montgomery. Dr. Montgomery has over 30 years experience in arts education. He's taught in a wide range of contexts, including remote, regional, metropolitan, government and non-government schools. And during this time, he's held senior executive and school principal positions. Dr. Montgomery has arts industry experience as a playwright, actor, producer and director. He served on national and state arts boards and associations and worked in the HSC operation as examiner, chief judge and supervisor of marking. Until recently, Dr Montgomery was head of curriculum and director of college improvement at the Scots College Sydney, where John introduced an applied entrepreneurship study program as an alternative pathway to the traditional HSC, integrating real world experience in SMEs with personal mentors and individualised patterns of study. Dr. Montgomery completed his PhD at the University of Sydney in 2015 with an investigation into senior secondary arts curriculum censorship. And Dr. John Montgomery joins us today to speak to us about the most recent decisions that have been made in his position as the Inspector for the Creative Arts for New South Wales Education Standards Authority, or NESA as we better know it. So welcome, John. Thanks. I'm sorry about my dog. <laughs> totally fine. All right, John, can we just get you to speak about exactly what the advice was that Nessa published both last week and uh, yesterday, I believe it was, and how this advice kind of affects us? The, the advice that was published yesterday uh, is 
natural, hopefully, um, as clear and as specific as it, it can be to, to give clarity for everyone that is, as far as it can be, future-proof, so that it's giving everyone solid ground to stand on rather than shifting sands, and so that the, the um, social distancing requirements as they need to be applied can be can be applied as the, as the number one uh, priority for everyone, that we're ensuring the safety of our students and our, and our teachers and, and peripatetics and others that support us. And that um, we we can also give as rich a learning experience as possible to the year 12s and as fairly as possible, provide them mm. with a HSC that's that's meaningful and opens the, the doors that they, they would want to have open to them going forward in, into their life beyond school. So that being said, let me just step through the, the, the parts that are affected. And basically, if, if it's not mentioned, it's not changed. So things yeah. like um, the, the IP monologue, um, the individual performance is, is not changed in any way at all in terms of the examination. So at this stage, unless you know, things happen and they can, um, the, the plan is that they'll be examined in the normal way with itinerant marking, coming to schools to mark in situ, and hopefully, you know, everyone's back out on deck in term three at some point and, and that can happen uninterrupted and, and proceed as normal. So that's the, the general principle, I guess, as we go through this. If it's not mentioned, it's not changed. Things are, yes, things are that's good, good to note because I think there's been a lot of questions around other aspects that aren't mentioned. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only things that are affected are the group performance and that was announced uh, last week that the examination uh, was cancelled for the group performance. And then uh, the critical analysis portfolio of theatre criticism and also in the IP for video drama, which has probably been the hardest one to, to you know, crack, not to crack, if I can put it that way, in terms of working out how we can do that uh, in the context that we've been, and still have an exam for that and not, mm. not you know, take it away completely. Um, so let me step through those um, and, um, and hopefully provide... Uh, some further clarity to what's been announced for everybody. So the group performance, um, the, the, though the examination has been um, cancelled, there was a, an earlier announcement uh, which was reinforced just recently to say that internal assessment, the school-based assessment for schools, is now um, completely open for schools with the blessing of, their, of the principal in the school to be modified in any shape or form. So the number of tasks, the weighting of tasks, all of that is now completely free. And, and the reason for that being freed up is to allow teachers who are, you know, in the best position to make a judgment on what's going to be the best way in this context to ensure that that school-based assessment mark that we put in at the end of the day fairly ranks these kids in the right order based on my knowledge of them and what they're capable of, um, rather than being constrained to make that judgment on a framework that no longer is is easy to apply when we've got social distancing and extended periods of time when the students aren't even at school. So that freedom to adjust that for your context, and every context is going to be at least slightly different and some radically different across, across the state, um, that can be flexed to suit your context in a way that's going to allow you to put with confidence a final school-based assessment mark that shows this is the rank order of the kids at the end of the course and this is the gap between them uh, that we've devised that uh, has still followed the, the principles of school-based assessment and seen those what pre previously were requirements as you know, aspirations or targets, if you like, but not mandatory, not required. So mm. those principles are still considered in, in the way that it's designed. But the flexibility to design the tasks going forward in a way that is best suited for your kids in your context to make that as fair and as as robust as possible. Um, 
so in the group performance space that applies so um, it's choose your own adventure if i can put it that way in the group performance um, there is no mandatory assessment requirements at all and um, that's been made quite quite clear in those previous announcements and that's also been um, reinforced for, for year 11 now as well going for that there's freedom with those flexibilities for year 11 so uh, if you decide not to have a school-based assessment element that relates to the group performance um, you don't have to if you want to you can um, and how that will look um, can be whatever works best in your situation and so there has been um, a uh, uh, an example put forward on what that could look like uh, in term, particularly in, consider in consideration of students who are not at school, how that uh, ability for them to have some form of devising and collaboration uh, around intent and even if you can't work together because of social distancing on the floor, how can we still work together virtually as closely to resemble that situation as possible? And for every school, that'll look differently because of the technology that's available to them, to the, the context that they find themselves in. We've put forward an example, but I'm sure um, people, members of Drummond New South Wales, uh, the sectors will all have really great ideas too. And this is and we, we teach, decide to use that. Yeah, and we teach students who are the contemporary theatre makers, I, I guess. So um, I think sometimes even when we ourselves feel a bit stuck as to where could this possibly go, our students are thinking beyond what we're what we're thinking as well and so there is scope there for there to be innovative ideas about what group collaboration looks like in this situation and even a question around how do we see audience in a contemporary theatre practice does it have to look in the traditional sense that we would see audience in the same way exactly um, yeah, yeah, so there is scope there. And I guess what you're saying as well with with the decision being with the, t uh, the teacher and the principal, each school knows their students and their situation and their ability uh, and has the, uh, has the right to make changes that serve their students and put them through the HSC in the best possible situation they can be in for drama. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And and uh, I'm actually a little bit excited to see what will be the fruit of this and see how the kids will actually probably blow our socks off. Yes. Um, <laughs> we, we could end up with something that's, you know, way beyond our expectations and something that's a really, really rich learning experience and an incredible product that would be great to, you know, view online or however we can view it, um, you know, going forward. So I, I'm even though it's been a huge curveball thrown at us, um, there's a part of me that goes, mm, I wonder what the, what's going to come from this. You know, is it necessity is a mother of invention or something like that anyway? So I'm a little bit excited about how that could actually, um, some brilliant ideas that are going, going to come through this. And that'll be generated by the kids, as you say. Yeah, yeah. Surprises. Do you so want to I speak think, to the video drama quickly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in the individual projects space, the the um, the the critical analysis portfolio of theatre criticism is pretty straightforward. That process of kids being able to watch live theatre is um, one that we're used to nearly every year for various reasons that where students are unable to get to um, a full or any sometimes uh, live performances for various reasons are allowed to do this. So the marking centre is used to marking. Um, in a context where they have been unable to review um, 
for various reasons live theatre. So that um, I think is fairly straightforward for most people to understand how that applies and works. Um, but the video drama, as I was saying before, is probably the toughest one to, to try and resolve. And, and because it's going to be examined, we've had to change the, the to, in a minimal way, the nature of that examination to some degree. So um, the, the product of the final video couldn't be um, equitably required with only half the course done for, for various reasons. You know, a, a whole um, cohort of students may have already shot most of their footage, at least in draft form, and have a you know rough cut kind of ready. Others will have still been percolating on their concept, and because of their process and the availability of of cast and all those sorts of things, have planned to film later, so perhaps during these holidays, and um, and so they don't have any footage perhaps at all at this point. Um, and that's not to say that what the final product would have been for either of those groups is was was better or worse. Mm. Um, being highly prepared doesn't mean having shot everything by now. Um, being highly prepared might be having a great crafted script and 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 be really really um, prepared for your shoot. And that was being highly prepared. And yeah. so to to um, award or disadvantage um, students based on what they've got shot right now. Um, would not be a fair way to proceed. So if, and we obviously can't um, put kids at risk. So we can't put in a situation forward where um, they might even be encouraged to um, consider trying to shoot something when they shouldn't be doing that. They really need to take the social distancing requirements very, very seriously. Um, we're, we're dealing with people's lives. Um, so we, we really got to make sure that that message that we can't compromise on that has got to be really, really clear and mm. really, really um, emphasised that we have to put that as the number one priority and then then move forward as creatively as we can to make it work in that context. So so that's, that's kind of what's shaping the way that we can move forward in video drama. And, of course, the, the, the first marking criteria, which is fully focused on concept, can be done without any video footage, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to provide students with the ability to demonstrate um, what their concept was and what they would have achieved if they'd been able to complete their project has been the basis of the video drama examination. So instead of saying, here's the final product, here's evidence to show you where the final product would have landed. Um, and I uh, we'll, we will then be working uh, to assist the marking of that to um, go from concept plus execution to go to concept plus imagined execution based on the evidence that students provide. So the evidence that they can provide to show what their vision was and how it would have played out includes those things that are listed there as shot lists that can demonstrate you know, what sort of uh, ways they were going to utilise the camera to capture their narrative and to uh, show semiotic, et cetera, et cetera. Storyboards, which flesh that out in even more visual detail, which can be very, very helpful. Um, screenplay, of course, which gives the, the, the narrative its, its meat and also ties together those other elements. And then they can additionally add other visual uh, elements to it as well. So if they uh, wanted to send in photographs of the locations of their different uh, parts of the, of the video and um, further to that, We've set up to two minutes 
of any footage they may have shot or edited to go for that consistency. So that, that what we talked about at the start there, that um, people who are fortunate to have a lot shot or people who haven't had a chance to shoot anything, um, there can be opportunity to show this is my ability with yeah. the camera and with my editing tools um, and to give that kind of taste of, of what those, that is. And that, that can be done by just shooting some uh, locations without people yourself and, and you can not require to do the full thing. But if I can do those establishing shots, for example, that don't require me to, to work with another person and present that, put some sound behind it that would have established the mood and tone and, and the scene of this moment, um, and then that can sort of feed into giving the, the examiners an idea and a taste of what the fully realised video would have been, then, then, then I think we land as close as we can to a level playing field for everyone that doesn't advantage or disadvantage anyone because of where they're at right now in terms of their execution of the, of the shooting and editing process. The other thing I think is really important just to, I guess, to note and remember in this is that, um, again, going back to that internal assessment of the IP, um, it's, again, choose your own adventure for each school to determine what's best in their context. But there is, um, because that, that, that mark is going to contribute 50% of their HSE, um, the, the contribution of group can be expressed there and can, can come and count. And so can the IP uh, and, um, and, 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 you know, should be. And, and the, the IP, depending on when school resumes as back to normal, mm. um, if, there's a, if we get back in, you know, early term three, for example, there may be, in, in a school's context, a feeling that, you know, we, we could allow kids, you know, four weeks to complete their video project so that if they haven't, um, if they if they would like to try and shoot it and edit and, and submit something to us and, and extend instead of the, um, the, the normal submission date being, you know, early August, why don't we say it's late September when the marks are due and allow them to, and we'll, we'll give them more time and buy them some more time back there for, for the IP to be, to be completed. And it doesn't have to be, the same for every school. I mean, it's not the same now. When you do your trials for some schools, there's early term three, some's the middle of term three, something in between. When you assess and how much you assess of IP work varies across every school from school to school. So we don't need it to be the same. We just need it to be the best it is, can be mm. for your kids in your context so that you can put forward marks that are as valid and as fair as possible. So just to be clear on the video drama, if they have completed their film at this stage, they are not submitting their full film. They're only submitting two minutes of that film along with the other things mentioned for marking. That's right. And that's, that's, thanks for clarifying that because that, that is a really important key message for people to hear and understand. To provide that equity, um, we, we want everyone to have um, chosen two minutes of their own film and shooting, if they can and if they want to, they don't have to, uh, but no more than two minutes. And if two more than two minutes are provided, the first two minutes will be viewed just to keep that same equity, the same that it's done currently. If someone goes over time, then, you know, it's stopped. Yeah. And I guess you're making the point as well that that may be a real loss for some schools and some students and they may feel a great sadness around that. And there is scope for the schools to make a decision then to say internally we will mark the full film exactly. uh, and and it not just be a kind of um, uh, 
work in progress mark for that film, but it would be taking the full film into consideration. Exactly. That's exactly right. And for the majority of kids, they'll, you know, this works really precious to them and they'll, they'll take it through life. So I would hope and encourage as far as it's possible in, in every school's context to give that opportunity to kids to be able to complete their project, have it um, not only contribute to their HSE mark, but to be rewarded, recognised, showcased um, yeah. at the end of the year as well as we can. Yeah. yeah. So still look for opportunities like we ordinarily would to give yeah. students those opportun- that, that sense of my film was seen. I did all that hard work, but yeah. it was still seen and acknowledged. Seen. That's right. And even internally assessed in quite a substantial way, if need be. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I think I think for video drama, as you say, there are students at all kinds of levels of having completed it across the state. And there seems to be a lot of conversation around what if my students have filmed nothing versus what if my, my students have completed it all. And essentially what you're saying is this list of guidelines that were published is the best case scenario we can get to for some kind of equity across the state yeah. for those students. Yeah, exactly right. Which is, I think, a better outcome than not examining it at all. Um, yeah. So, um, yes, it's not a silver bullet. It's not going to be perfect, but it's hopefully um, a fairly good uh, landing point to make it as fair as it can be um, and balanced with the opportunity to complete the work and have it internally assessed. Um, it hopefully be you know quite a, a reasonable outcome for those kids. Um, going back to the group performance, uh, what would you say to schools or to teachers who say, well, if it's not being externally assessed, why on earth would I put in the time and effort to make this happen within a school? Why not just focus on getting my kids as absolutely high as I can in the written examination and IP? Uh, well, schools can determine what's best in their context, so yeah. there's, there's no reason why they... Um, can't do that. Yeah. But um, one of the things that we um, shouldn't forget is that half of their mark comes from the school-based assessment. And for many kids, the performance and the group performance is their strong suit. And um, to deny them the opportunity to express that in the internally-based assessment, even though the examination's been cancelled, not only doesn't address those HSE outcomes, which is a requirement, so somewhere those HSE outcomes have to be assessed, even though you can, the weightings and all those sorts of things, there's, there's still principles that need to be, you know, aspirational and a target. So the, the way forward would be um, to ensure that, I think both for the educational richness that comes from that experience, but to ensure that those students get an opportunity to have their work in that domain um, recognised in the internal assessment mark would be would be a good outcome. Um, I need to underline again, it's not mandatory. In schools, it's already been said within the, you know, the, the, the principal's discretion to determine what is best for your kids in your context. Um, but I, I think both for the sense of um, the experience of the group performance, which many of these kids have been hanging out you know, to do their GP, mm. um, that where that can be still um, 
salvaged, if that's not sure the right word, but, you know, in the context that we have to have an experience that gets an opportunity for them to, to perform, to collaborate, to devise together, to shape an important idea and, and have their voice heard and expressed through their instrument. Um, you know, I think that that's something that we should hang on to tightly. Like I was just saying, I uh, have a little bit of a twinge of excitement about how that could be, look and be and where the kids could take this if they're given um, free reign to, mm. to use their own imaginations to, to tackle this. So basically, schools are given the opportunity to look at what's best for their students, and that in some situations may indeed mean mm. the group performance is not internally assessed. However, for those people who are concerned about their students not being assessed on the group performance, and concerned about, I guess, the heart of the practical component of drama, there is a very real uh, opportunity there for us to still be pushing our schools and those who are in power to make decisions within those schools to allow us to do an internal assessment that is group devised, collaborative, and perhaps isn't what we traditionally view as theatre or group performance, but is something that works for the situation our schools are in. Exactly right, Sonia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, the, uh, and I think um, the vast majority of um, us will be able to find a way to do that. There will be some context where that's going to be very, very difficult and maybe too difficult, um, but I have great faith in our community and our kids and I, I think we'll be um, riding this wave and coming out the other side and going, Heck, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things most drama teachers know to be true is that drama students surprise us time and again in situations where we feel as though, oh, how do you problem solve this? They can come up with answers. Yeah. Yeah. And um, as you say, it looks different. It sounds different. It feels different. Uh, it's different to what we as the teachers have experienced, but it will still be an opportunity for them to use their creativity and their skills in performance and show us what what the future of theatre could be in a situation like this. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. 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 Um, so with uh, the GP, there is some concern that in 2020 with the external examination being cancelled, that that could mean that in the future the group performance is uh, cancelled because it's just convenient to not have that component. Uh, what would you say to people who are concerned that this means the GP component is gone forever? Yeah, look, I understand that concern. Um, it's certainly not been on anyone's mind or lips in the conversations at NESA. Uh, this is definitely dealing with a very difficult situation for 2020 only. Um, we we uh, strongly... Uh, defend the group uh, as being central to the HSC course and syllabus. Uh, and the examination of that um, is, we've proven for nearly 20 years now, as being the first probably in the world to have a collaborative group assessment that is individually assessed and do it. Statistically, we've proven we can do that very, very robustly. Uh, and it's it's the jewel in the crown in many ways. And a lot of, you know, if you look at what's being echoed in PDHPE just recently, or what's happening in the science world, a lot of other KLAs are saying, oh, gee, 
that group collaborative idea is not a bad one. Maybe we could do something similar. Yeah, so, finally everyone's getting onto drama pedagogy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think far, far, far uh, the opposite. I think there'll be growth in collaboration rather than diminishment in collaboration. It's recognised as one of the most important 21st century skills, soft skills, we can use the buzz terminology of the, of the time, but it's recognised that, you know, that that is where this really, really important engagement with how to how to negotiate through difficult difficult problems uh, is championed in in the drama GP and we know it ourselves from from delivering that that the growth the personal growth uh, the the emotional intelligence growth the empathy growth that happens in a student through this experience is is where the real gold is yeah so um, yeah it's highly valued um, when the, what the thing that that is I guess sitting on the horizon for us to to be thinking about is the curriculum review, and that is taking a bit of a back step at the moment because of this year. Mm -hmm. But once that gets foregrounded again um, across the board, I think there'll be really op real opportunities for the arts to lead in developing future syllabuses that speak to um, those twenty first century skills that are called out. And uh, so I think. Um, that'll be that'll be an exciting time when we can you know do the the full work of collaborating and exploring and bouncing ideas around together to to look at you know okay well we've had a really great run with drama for um, going on thirty years now mm, yeah yeah really? <laughs> getting close um, time for us though to think about the next thirty years and beyond and, and maybe there's there's some things in there that we can grab hold of and, and enrich the course. Uh, even and take it beyond what it currently is and give more opportunity to more students to exercise their gifts. Yeah. So you don't believe this is a let's get rid of the GP? No, I'm sure yeah. it's not. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, one of the things that Nessa also published is that uh, now for the external mark, it will be taken from 50% individual project and 50% uh, written. Uh, for those teachers who are incredibly concerned about what that might mean for their students with the written, is there any comment or, or anything you'd like to make about that? Uh, I'm not really in a position to, to give um, a detailed kind of analysis of that decision. It was made by, there's a, there's a, a separate group called the TAG, um, the assessment group um, <laughs> that's being put together. To, and it includes um, psychometricians and, and the, the whole division from NESA, but it also includes consultations with external groups as well. And I, I'm not aware of the detail of all of those um, processes that they go through when they look at the ways that this happens across all of, all of the courses that are affected, not just um, drama, of course, where there has to be a, an element of the examination modified or cancelled. Um, so they've... Um, approached it from a way to ensure that the uh, it's as fair as possible. The equity and fairness is their driving motivation and then their mathematical approach is probably more sophisticated than than mine, though I kind of think I can do stats okay and <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the the so that's their 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 call and, and obviously too because we we're working in a in a fairly um, volatile uh, space where things are changing quite rapidly um, in terms of how long are we going to be in this situation? Is it going to get worse or better? Um, and and trying to give solid ground quickly so people can move forward, thinking, okay, well, these, this is this is what we're dealing with now, and we can get on with it, rather than is it going to change again in another two weeks' time? And um, so that has been hived off 
and given to that expert group to determine what's the fairest outcome for every course. It sounds like I'm popping it off, but I, I don't have no. a, you know, yes. a clear kind of this is the why, but the experts have been the ones that have, that have looked at it and have made um, the call across all the subjects to make it, according to their mathematics, the, the fairest way yeah. forward. One of the things that yeah. I get in it too is that in the IP you, you have kids who are performance-based, you know, a large number of them, but you also have a large number of kids who are, who are written word-based as well. So some way of kind of recognising that in the decision that we don't sort of give it all to the performance-based or give it all to the written-based but somehow keep a balance there, I guess, was some, something that makes sense to me anyway in looking at that. How that's yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, so overall, even though you can't speak to necessarily the breakdown of exactly how that was decided upon, essentially these decisions are being made from a perspective of let's try and find the absolute fairest and most equitable situation that we can possibly have for our students in this subject especially in a in a an environment where we don't know the next month two months six months year even of what's ahead of us yeah that's right and and at the end of you know a decision has to be made and made um, as quickly as possible, but as carefully as possible, hard tightrope to walk, so that um, schools have got confidence now of okay, this is what this is what this is how we have to manage this going forward, and so we can we can now just step forward with that with some confidence and put our feet on on solid ground going forward and not feeling like okay, is this going to suddenly change again and I have to rethink this again. So it's it's as far as it possibly can be. It's been tried to be future proofed, regardless yes. of if this is middle term, short term, long term. Yeah. And to give some clear answers to those agencies yeah, who are incredibly anxious. Anxious. About this. Yeah. So yes. we're trying to do that as hard as we can, and that's been the intention. And, and it's always it's always difficult. I, I had a couple of calls already today, and and one was asking, "Is the group performance now mandatory?" And no, it's an, it says can, it doesn't say must. Yes, must, yes. But still understand how people can get a little bit anxious around the, 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 the messaging and want to be confident. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so just to summarise on that point, um, the GP examination that occurs externally has been cancelled. It is not mandatory to do the GP. However, right. it is an option to run a GP internally within your school and internally assess that. The yep. weightings that you give that is up to you and your principal to determine. Yep. The individual uh, project at this stage is still being marked as per it has been done in previous years uh, and it's holding 50% weighting at the moment of the external mark. And again, it's up to principals and teachers to determine what's best for the internal assessment for the IP as well. Exactly right, yep. Okay, that's nice and, nice and clear for us all. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any advice as to how we should speak to our students, our peers and any executive within our school about this decision? Oh, gosh, that's a really, that's a good question. Uh, um, calmly. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I think the... the the leadership that we take in our own contexts in terms of providing confidence and calmness is important. Um, we, we really have a huge influence on our, on our kids. They look to us, take, 
uh, lead from us. And if we attack this with, you know, everyone's on your side, everyone's working as hard as they can to support this to be the best it can be. If we know it's this is horrible and it's no one would have wished for this to happen, but we, we're really um, going to tackle this together. And there is some opportunity in this for us to really make this quite awesome too. So, what is what, what's the best thing that drama teachers can be doing for themselves right now? I think some people are feeling incredibly scared and and sad about the decisions that have been made. Mm-hmm. Other people are dealing with um, schools and executive who are unsure about what the best thing to do is. They're dealing with students who have lots of questions. What can we ourselves as the drama educators responsible for kind of leading the way in this be doing for ourselves? And are there any kind of resources or support for drama teachers at this time, um, especially if they've got questions about this? Yeah, um, yeah, good question. Uh, Look, I think we've got to look after ourselves um, and allow ourselves to grieve. This is horrible. Yeah. Um, so I think we we will go through yeah. five to seven stages of grieving um, <laughs> or beyond, and it'll be it'll it'll be tough yeah. um, to to kind yeah, of put so this you know and to move on from it without some sense of loss um, so, being experienced yeah, by us all. And I think acknowledging that and to to allow ourselves permission to feel that. Um, I think too that. There is really good support within our community, and um, I know, and, and no doubt, Sonia, you'll speak to this at some point too. But there, there is great thinking already happening amongst the membership of Drama New South Wales to yeah. provide professional learning and support over the Easter break um, that can help inspire uh, different ways of dealing with this and approaching it. And I think um, that strength that we can gather from one another to to start to think about okay well how could this work for me um oh that's a that's a good idea i hadn't thought of that um what about and start to have those kinds of conversations with us when once we've you know had our had our our wake and our we're ready to start thinking creatively move forward Um, and and the other the other one that's probably worth mentioning as well is the department of education have been making available to all um, schools and sectors and teachers um, their resources which they've been developing to support online learning um, so that's really worth um, knowing that's that's there as a support as well mm. um, Nessa doesn't play a role in professional learning and in determining what pedagogy ought to be and so we've got to be very careful not to step into that space because that belongs to schools and professional associations and the yes. sectors um, we, we, I guess, when I talk about we, we give you the rabbit and you, you work out which way you want to skin it. <laughs> um, but so, there is a Nessa COVID hotline and yes. email address if there are Nessa related questions. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and they will mostly speak to okay, well, what's um, if there's things, things that need clarifying for different people in their context that, um, that's you know, been published. On the on, on the on the website about how how to approach this, then that's the, the go-to place to to ask those questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you seeing out there at the moment that perhaps encourages you about drama? Look, I I love our community. I think we have a generosity of heart and spirit that's unique. We always have. And you see that in in the marking operation of drama, where the the relationships that we enjoy with one another is unique. Like. Most marking operations are great, but ours is just 
bloody awesome. <laughs> Whole nother and level. It really is. And I think that that um, that kindness and that humanity that comes from drama, which is a pretty, pretty special and unique art form. It's no other art form fully asks you to immerse yourself in another's perspective mm. and to become that person for a, for a period of time and to to think like them and to respond like them and to consider the world through their lens and their eyes. And that builds into you a, a sense of, of wow, uh, that, that gives me a greater understanding and a richer and deeper understanding of what it is to see the world through someone else's you know, perspective. And I think that part of it, which we do every day in a drama lesson where we have, you know, taking on roles and, 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 and being challenged by other views and other perspectives and that points of views, gives us that sense of, of, of humanity and, and acceptance and support and kindness um, that the world so sorely needs. So I, I kind of, I guess this is why I sort of said those sort of comments at the start, if it had to hit anyone, it's probably good that it hit us the hardest because we're, we're probably better equipped to, um, to get through this in a way that's constructive and supportive of one another mm-hmm. with kindness yeah. um, to, to, and look that, it's not only the, the brilliance of ideas that you, you hear and you start to sort of have these creative conversations with colleagues and you go, oh, yeah, and I actually hadn't thought of that. We could, and that's exciting, but it's the heart that excites me the most. About yeah. That. And, you know, love our people. The the lived lives of our students. There's so many of it. We've all got stories where kids say, you know, You're, the only reason I'm coming to school, you know, so miss is because of drama. Because of drama, yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> Yeah, speaks to, you know, we're, we're more than educators. We're you know, life coaches or something. We, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much uh, for your time today, John. I know that this will have been really helpful to a lot of teachers who just need to hear a reassuring voice, uh, know that the heart behind it is that of equity for our students um, and understand perhaps a little bit more of the nitty gritty of what that means for us as we make decisions. Thanks, Sonia. It's been uh, great to have this opportunity to, to chat together. And thank you too for making it happen so quickly after the announcement so we can get you know, this sort of support out as quickly as we can. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, Nessa do have a hotline and email that can be used for any questions you might have on this. The hotline is 1300 138323 and the email is covid19support at nessa.nsw.edu.au Also, look out for more information from Drama New South Wales about the professional learning that we're hoping to offer our members in the next few weeks and months. <laughs>